top of the hour news. As it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens. Local, regional, and global. Only on Q95, the big station. Q95DA.com. Right on Q. Good evening and welcome to the Prime Evening News for today. I'm your presenter, Richie Ferrell. Here are the headlines. Health Minister Dr. Irvin McIntyre says the first flight containing six passengers who arrived and came through Dominica's borders after reopening today was a huge success. Hotels across Barbados prepare to welcome the first guests since closing their doors over three months ago, and some will open on August 1st, while others target September and October for a return to business. And Walmart will require customers at all of its U.S. stores to wear masks beginning next week, becoming the largest retailer to mandate facial coverings as coronavirus cases continue to rise in America. These are our headlines. The news brought to you complements West Indies Communications Enterprise Limited. First up in the news, CEO of Regional VEP Taxi and Delivery Services, Anthony Martin, is introducing a new first world location-based modernized taxi service. Martin explains how easy and convenient this new approach to taxi service is and how it will address the issue of 24-hour transportation in Dominica. VEP is here in Dominica and we'll also be introducing it within the OECS. Um, so it gives people um, more value in, in using that service. When you're with VEP, I think the first thing to come to your mind is really um, you want a ride. In a sense, this is really what it is. is so VEP is really a location-based service which connects, it seeks to connect potential um, um, riders to anyone available drivers. So you're at your home right now and you want to go down to the beach, to Picard Beach, and you say, well, how do I get there? I don't have a transport. It's simple, you enter your information, pick me up at 42 Great Marlborough Street and drop me off. My drop-off point is Picard, and you send that out there and an available taxi driver accepts it. He gets your information, your address and everything else and comes and picks you up and he drops it to your location. It's very, very, very simple as that. You want to go to the airport, you want to go to the airport, let's say two weeks from now, we can say, okay, let me book a taxi two weeks from now. You put your information, your pickup point, your drop-off location, you get the fare, you accept it, you book it, you get a confirmation scene, I'll pick you up at that date. Very convenient, very flexible. What the web seeks to do is, one, we know we, do, we don't have the best public transportation system here in Dominica. So it seeks to address that. We're about any time, any day, you can no longer feel that you're stranded and can't get around. Anthony Martin adds that this creates additional employment to certified drivers. Apart from just giving easing and addressing our transportation issues, what, what it gives persons an opportunity to earn an extra dollar. Mm -hmm. If you have free time and you have access to a vehicle, whenever you are free, you can turn on that service and make an extra, an extra dollar. And what I'm saying that it is so flexible, you're not going to be a slave to the service. You have the flexibility of saying when you want to operate and when you don't want to operate. That basically when you want to take calls or don't take calls. For example, you're leaving work at five o'clock and you say, well, I'm, why can't I make an extra $10 or $20 on my way home? You make yourself available to take a job. On your way to work in the morning, 
you make yourself available also to make to, um, to, to make an extra $10. On weekends, you make yourself available. And I'm saying that these are persons already who are working and own a, own a vehicle <coughs> or have access to a vehicle. But for there are those, you know, many, many people out there who have a vehicle 24-7 and they don't have any full-time job. So that's also an opportunity to give someone an opportunity to make, um, to make a living out of doing driving and delivery services. He says the company offers effective delivery services and tracking of movement to the customer in real time. He spoke to Q95 FM radio recently. There's a web delivery, which is basically the very same concept. If you want to move a package from your home to, to the airport or to the port or to a friend or to a business and you, you are not mobile, you simply enter the description where you would want the package to be picked up. Pick up a package, let's say, at QFM, drop off at airport, available driver, accepts it, comes, picks up the package and deliver it. Now, the great thing about VEP is for both VEP delivery and VEP taxi, it gives you, the customer, the ability to track and monitor your movement of the package or your movement as you're moving along that route. So you know when the package is picked up, you know when it is delivered, you can see it on route to the destination and you see that in real time as it happens. CEO of Regional VEP Taxi and Delivery Services, Anthony Martin. The Eastern Caribbean Telecommunications Authority, ECTEL, together with the National Telecommunications Regulatory Commission, NTRC, have collaborated with the government of Dominica towards the fight against COVID-19. The NTRC donated U.S. $10,000 to the Ministry of Health and Wellness on behalf of ECTEL. The Board of Directors and the Council of Ministers of ECTEL, together with the Commission and Secretariat of the NTRC, express its thanks and gratitude to the frontline personnel in this fight and reiterates the call by member states, governments and health authorities to follow all safety protocols to contain the spread of COVID-19. It is the hope that the fight against COVID-19 will continue to be successful in Dominica and the region and in reopening Caribbean economies. In receiving the funds, the Permanent Secretary in the Ministry of Health, Letitia Lestrade-Wyke, thanked the ECTEL and the NTRC on behalf of the Ministry of Health and Wellness. Craig Nesty, Executive Director of the NTRC, said that in addition to this donation, the Commission has been working tirelessly with the service providers to provide solutions for those especially on the East Coast who have been without a cost-effective internet service since Hurricane Maria and have been forced to study and work from home during this pandemic. Unfortunately, it is taking longer than expected as the NTRC wants to ensure that the service providers provide a service comparable to that prior to Hurricane Maria or that of the West Coast. Now, the Eastern Caribbean Telecommunications Authority, ECTEL, in marketing its 20th year of existence on May 4, 2020, continues to promote open entry, market liberalization, and competition in electronic communications in its five member states, that is, the Commonwealth of Dominica, Grenada, St. Kitts and Nevis, St. Lucia and St. Vincent, and the Grenadines. You're listening to Q95 News. Prime Minister Roosevelt Skerritt has announced that Dominica will support all initiatives which allows for flights in and out of Dominica. The Prime Minister says he and his team met with Air Antilles last week to listen to their proposal 
and expressed that his administration is prepared to work with Air Antilles for the benefit of Dominicans and other Caribbean citizens. Dominicans' position is that we will support all initiatives that would allow for flights in and out of Dominica. And so all of the, um, the interested parties who want to fly into, into Dominica, we will facilitate. There's Caribbean Airlines, there's Inter-Caribbean Airlines, there's One Caribbean. Um, Air Antilles has indicated to us, I met with the, the owner of Air Antilles myself last week, um, who has indicated his, his willingness to even expand the services to Dominica and to the wider Caribbean. They have the planes, they have the, the know-how, and, and so forth. Uh, so we, 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 we prepare to support this. Dominica Prime Minister Roosevelt Garrett. Health Minister Dr. Irvin McIntyre commented on the opening of Dominica's borders and revealed that the first flights into Dominica since the closure of the borders were a huge success. The health minister says the first flight had a total of six passengers who came through the borders during the course of the morning, with a second flight expected to follow through with similar success. The Minister of Health was speaking at his morning's COVID-19 press briefing. This morning we had our first flight. We had six passengers coming in and everything went as it was supposed to. It was a very smooth um, organization this morning. Everyone as planned. And um, we're expecting our second flight this afternoon again. And tomorrow the flights will keep coming in. So, so far, we've done pretty well. We've done good. Um, all our persons who came this morning had PCR tests negative. And um, all our staff at the airport, and I must thank all the airport staff, whether it's immigration, customs, DASPA, fire and ambulance, the medical personnel, you all did an excellent job, and for this we are proud, and let us continue to do it together. So as I've said before, if we put our minds together and we put all our actions together, we can pull it off. We've been on our way, we've done it before, let's do it again. Minister for Health, Dr. Irvin McIntyre. Public Relations Officer in the Ministry of Health and Wellness and New Investment, Ms. Sheena Harry, shared information on the website and contact numbers for persons seeking to enter into Dominica. Information was also shared for persons seeking to leave Dominica and in need of PCR testing. Persons seeking entry forms can go to www.domcovid.com. Dominica.gov.dm. The contact number for PCR testing needed for persons leaving the country is 1767-611-3905. For those of you needing to enter Dominica, you may access the health questionnaire at domcovid19.dominica.gov. That's gov.dm. That's domcovid19.dominica.gov.dm. Remember, that is mandatory if you intend to come into Dominica. For those who require a PCR test before leaving the country, this is what you'll need to do. We ask that you call 611-3905 to make an appointment. That's 611-3905. You need to get a requisition form from your district medical officer. So that would be the doctor at your health centers in your communities. After that, you'll need to pay for your test. And that will be done at the accounts department at the Dominica China Friendship Hospital. Once you've paid, you can bring your receipt to the primary health care services. For those of you who don't know, that is located at the Roseau Health Center. 
that's primary health care services. And that's where your test, your PCR test, will be done. So again, 611-3905, that is the number to call if you would like to make appointments. And then, of course, you get the requisition form from your district medical officer, your doctor in your community. You pay for that test, and the cost of that test is 100 EC dollars, or 40 US dollars. You pay for that test at the Dominica China Friendship Hospital. Then you follow that with going to the primary healthcare services. And of course, that's where your test is done. Public relations officer in the Ministry of Health, Wellness and New Investment, Ms. Sheena Harry. This is Q95 News. We have arrived at another phase of opening up Dominica's borders as July 15, 2020 saw two airplanes enter Dominica. Our fellow Dominicans who are for one reason or another stuck abroad and are anxious to get home. Minister for Tourism, International Transport and Marine Time Initiatives, Denise Charles, speaks on some of the prerequisites for entry into the ports moving forward. Denise Charles spoke earlier today at a National COVID-19 press briefing. Health and safety guidelines and protocols have been carefully deliberated and formally announced to keep the probability that new cases of COVID-19 may be recorded once the borders are re reopened as low as possible. These protocols are not only for Douglas Charles, but for all ports of entry once opened and are for both visitors and residents. Following are the protocols to be followed as we reopen our borders. Compulsory requirements. All travelers must submit a health questionnaire online at least 24 hours prior to arrival in Dominica. Visit dominicacovid19.dominica.gov for further information and to access the health questionnaire. Show the notification of clearance to travel on arrival, submit a negative PCR test result recorded within 24 to 72 hours prior to arrival. Present both your PCR test results and notification clearance to travel upon arrival at Douglas Charles or Kinfield Airport. Other protocols. Travelers are required to wear face masks at all times during the arrival process up to and including departure from the airport. Travelers must observe physical distancing guidelines. Travelers must practice good respiratory and personal sanitization. Travelers must follow all instructions of healthcare staff, officials, and security personnel. The tourism minister also spoke about departure procedures. Departure from Dominica. For persons departing, the following must be observed. Vehicles will only be permitted to enter the air and seaport with the driver and person due to travel. Travelers must wear face masks at all times during the departure process until departure from airport. Travelers must observe physical distancing. Travelers should practice good respiratory and personal sanitization. Follow instructions of healthcare staff, officials, and security personnel. Ports of entry. The ports of entry are obviously a critical aspect and center given the fact that they will be the first point of entry into Dominica. As such, protocols for the ports have been done with a multi-layered approach taking into consideration the visitors, government, private sector agencies, 
with a focus on the health culture, preventative measures, risk for seamless health screening that can avoid potential direct impacts on the operations of the ports of entry. The measures to be implemented for combating COVID-19 will last as long as required. Minister for Tourism, International Transport and Marine Time Initiatives, Denise Charles. With the lifting of COVID restrictions, the sports division has now returned with its on-field activities. Summer sports clinics are being held at different venues beginning this week and are expected to continue throughout the summer period in Dominica. The activities will also include the summer day training camps, which will target the national under-16 netball team and emerging 13 and under netballers and under-15 cricketers. The summer day training camps will commence on July 20th. Included are football sessions at Jubla and volleyball sessions at Portsmouth. As part of the summer clinics, sessions are open to the public and no prior registration is required. You're listening to Q95 News. In any democratic country, the use of public funds must be transparent and must not cause discrimination in matters of public assistance through various ministerial portfolios. Development planner, architect, and president of the United Workers' Party, Isaac Baptiste, speaks to the need for greater accountability of state funds by the members of the Roosevelt Skerritt administration. Additionally, Baptiste revealed that the UWP executive will be seeking legal advice on pushing a case in the event that the authorities who can carry out this inquiry fail to do so. I, as a Baptist, as a development planner, architect, etc., has no objection and encourage public sector, sector housing, particularly for the underprivileged and needy. However, the use of public funds in such a way must be transparent. It must not cause discrimination, and at the same time, it must be there must be accountability. The current public sector housing program referred to as the housing revolution, which the Prime Minister has kept in his office, there is need and we for us to demand that the Prime Minister and the Office of and the Government of Dominica do three things. Publish the criteria for persons to qualify to benefit under the program. Two, to ensure that they provide the list and the method of selection and what, who are the committees and persons on these committees doing the selection. Provide accountability as to the cost of those programs for us to understand why it is that the government is giving properties that are worth two or $300,000 to persons for free, selected by them, not transparently. Is it an abuse of public funds for political gain and political victimization? So these three important issues must be vented in the public. And to the extent that if the authorities fail to act, we have to find who has, who has authority to take the matter to court for the court to adjudicate, the judiciary is supposed to be independent to adjudicate on these issues. And this is what we'll be pursuing. Architect, development planner, and president of the UWP, Isaac Baptiste. Hotels across Barbados are putting on final touches as they prepare their properties to welcome the first guests since closing their doors over three months ago. While some said they would be opening August 1st, Others are targeting September or October for a return to business. 
Now, those who spoke with Barbados today also indicated that while they welcomed national protocols, they have also implemented some of their own. In addition to installing several hand sanitizing stations across their properties, some have also installed plexiglass at the front desks and other areas, started training with staff, and instituted measures to have the temperature of all staff and guests checked. Over at the Barbados Beach Club, which is one of several hotels set to open on August 1st, 2020, workmen were busy ensuring that all systems were in place. General Manager Gerardo Rodriguez said he was pleased to see that the island was welcoming guests once again. In more news, Walmart will require customers at all of its U.S. stores to wear masks beginning next week, becoming the largest retailer to mandate facial coverings as coronavirus cases continue to rise in America. Other national chains have made similar moves. Starbucks said last week that it will require customers to wear facial coverings or masks in all 9,000 of its company-owned U.S. stores beginning today. Best Buy announced Tuesday that it will also require all shoppers coming into its approximately 1,000 stores to wear face masks. Costco began requiring its members to wear masks in stores beginning in May 2020. About 65% of Walmart's more than 5,000 stores, including its Sam's Club locations, are located in areas where there is a government mandate on face coverings. We just thought that Walmart, which is the world's largest retailer, is mandating masks now. Starbucks said they were going to Best Buy, etc. I just wonder what you think about what seems to be the private sector stepping in here with a mandate yeah. that is not coming from politicians. This is this is um, uh, so so surprising. I think in some ways, if you look at what should have been done since the beginning of this pandemic, what has been done in places around the world, now uh, communities, the private sector, large organizations like Walmart having to step up because uh, even despite the numbers you see on the right side of the screen, the trajectory of this pandemic, our government, our national government, still has not created a strategy to deal with, with what is the biggest public health crisis of our lifetime. I cannot believe I'm saying that, but that, that is the case. Now, in part, these organizations are doing it because they feel like they have to, right? I mean, they, 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 they want to be maybe good citizens, but in part, they have to. People are getting sick in their communities. People are, are being hospitalized. People are dying. Uh, so part of this is trying to, to make sure that they can take care of the health of their customers, but also not get sued or whatever the case may be as they start to do contact tracing and stuff. So some of this is being forced upon us. What, what strikes me, and again, uh, you know, this is a tough conversation to have, is that we still seem to have some sense of control as human beings over this virus in terms of how we react. Uh, pretty soon we're not going to have that control. The virus is going to yep. be making all these decisions for us given how much this is continuing to grow. As Dr. Fauci said from the beginning, the virus sets the timeline. We don't yeah. set the timeline. That's right. And that's the prime evening news. Here's a recap of our headlines. Health Minister Dr. Irvin McIntyre says the first flight containing six passengers who arrived and came through Dominica's borders after reopening today was a huge success. Hotels across Barbados prepare to welcome the first guests since closing their doors over three months ago and some will open on August 1st while others target September and October for a return to business. 
And Walmart will require customers at all of its U.S. stores to wear masks beginning next week, becoming the largest retailer to mandate facial coverings as coronavirus cases continue to rise in America. These are our headlines. The news brought to you compliments West Indies Communications Enterprise Limited. Stay tuned. of the hour news as it happens when it happens wherever it happens local regional and global only on q95 the 